I'm labeled as a foreign doctor. And I'm like, dude, I grew up in New York. Like, how, how am I the foreign one? You're listening to The Bee Podcast. Make friends, learn new things, and feel understood. Now here's your host, Sage Lally. Hey you, and welcome back to The Bee Podcast. Today, I'm so excited to welcome my friend, Noor Ali. Noor is a medical doctor and a surgeon with a clinical background who has seen and heard firsthand the issues people face with health insurance plans. It was through these experiences that she knew she could help people understand medical insurance and find better solutions for their health care coverage. She now works as a health insurance advisor to help you research, buy, set up, and manage your health insurance experience. It is her job to educate and advise you on your plan selection to help you lower your risk and make informed choices. In addition to her interest in medicine and insurance, Nor is also a passionate and strong-willed mother, researcher, entrepreneur, and champion of women in science who want it all. Hello, Nor. Hey, Sage. How's it going? It's going well. So before we get started, I would love if you could tell me a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my name is Noor. I am uh, originally from Bangladesh. I grew up in New York City, uh, but right now I'm living in sunny Florida. Um, And my work really just advising anyone about what to do about their health insurance. Anyone who's confused, doesn't know what to do. I just like to do a lot of education and empowerment around that. When did you become interested in helping people navigate healthcare? It wasn't like something I sought out, honestly. It was a career I fell into and I realized I could, you know, marry my, my medical background and my skills of like educating and making things easy to understand. And it just kind of fell together. So I've been doing this for about or a little over two years now. Um, and I really just it's just fallen into stride of like, wow, this is something I'm really good at, you know, combining um, what I like to do with with really helping others in a unique, innovative way. What would you say are the main differences between the US and Bangladesh's healthcare system and what it's like to practice medicine in Bangladesh versus in the United States? Oh, what a great question, Sage. Thank you so much for asking. I would say it's it's worlds, literally, I guess literally like half the world apart different. Um, so in Bangladesh, it's more like a fee for service. So you you literally just whatever you can afford, you do. So if you, uh, you know, go to see a doctor, you pay for their consultation fee. And then if they prescribe you, let's say a week of antibiotics, and you can only afford three out of those seven pills, that's essentially your health care. That's your treatment. It's really what you can afford. Now, there are subsidized and government facilities where rates are much lower, but because of the high, high population, you see, you know, they're overcrowded, underfunded, understaffed. So the quality of care is greatly affected in public versus private healthcare institutions. Um, whereas in the States, you know, it's the economy has so much to do with how healthcare is delivered. Um, the system is a, is a conglomerate of other healthcare systems across the world. And being in an, a capitalist economy, we see that bleed into our healthcare system so much. So insurance companies, private companies have a huge role in how healthcare is delivered in America. So what went into the decision to actually go to Bangladesh to do your medical school training? Great question. And at that time, I, I don't think like as an 18 year old just out of high school, like I had a whole lot of like decision making power. It was a family decision. You know, my grandparents had passed away. My parents needed to move back home for a lot of reasons. And I've always wanted to be in medicine. And I knew that with my family's income, we couldn't afford 
medical school in the States. So, you know, it was a, it was a bunch of things that went into the decision making, but essentially I've always wanted to do this. And that was an opportunity for me to go to med school without any debt, my parents to afford it, as well as take care of some family obligations back home. Do you ever face any sort of discrimination for the fact that you got your medical degree in another country versus in the United States? Or do you ever feel like people think of you as less legitimate of a doctor? If I could curse, I would curse and say absolutely. <laughs> like, oh my God, it's it's a huge, it was, it's, oh my gosh, I went through like a, a mental health crisis because of how much my identity was affected and how deeply this affected me. So the short answer is absolutely yes. You know, I'm labeled as a foreign doctor and I hate that label because I don't consider myself that. I'm like, dude, I grew up in New York. Like how how am I the foreign one, you know? But I felt discriminated back home in Bangladesh where I didn't really fit in or belong because I wasn't a native. I didn't speak Bangladesh fluently. Uh, and by the time I got adjusted and then I came back home, I was I felt ostracized here in this community because I didn't go through um, the system here. So definitely like a huge, you know, like punch to my identity. Do you ever work with people that are from other countries that are learning to navigate the American healthcare system? Like, you know, obviously you have seen there are such great differences between Bangladesh and American healthcare systems. Do you ever work with foreigners? Yeah, I do. And they're all so confused. And I, feel, and I feel I feel horrible. And also like the layers of so health insurance is governed by state. So each state has their own rules and regulations. And then their city and then there's, uh, you know, the private market and who and the key players involved in that population. And then there's the income of the person as well as their status. So there's so many layers and factors that go into defining an avatar of who an individual is and what their options are for health insurance. Um, and it can get really convoluted. So, uh, but yeah, I do talk to them and I try to really just make it as simple as possible. Say, hey, when you're in this situation, this is going to be your best bet. Um, and I really do pride myself in not like sugarcoating anything. I'm like, this is what it is. I'm sorry if it sucks, but I'm going to really just try to advocate for what I always try to do is make sure my patient or client or customer is always paying least to nothing out of pocket. So that's what I'm going to advise to you first. Here's what you can do where your out of pocket is going to be like minimum to nothing. Um, so that's really how I try to make it simple. Like go here. This is going to suit you best at this time. What does it look like to work with you from start to finish? Yeah, great question. So let's say, Sage, you need some health insurance and you don't know what to do, right? You just aged out of your parents' plan and now you're like, okay, well, what do I do? So if you are working for an employer, typically they, you know, depending on the size of your company, they'll give you a benefits package, which you can opt into. But let's say you don't, let's say you have to figure it out on your own. That's a great time to work with me. Or if you are looking at a COBRA option, you know, you lost benefits at your job. And again, you have to figure out your own health insurance. So my process is just a, an initial 15 minute consultation. It costs absolutely nothing where I just get to know you. Hey, Sage, where are you in your career? How much money are you making? Let's find out if we can, it's better to give you an income-based plan or a health-based plan. And if I know that Sage, you're super duper young, you're not, you know, you don't have any major health issues. You you deserve quality health care just like everyone else. I might suggest let's get you on, let's get you locked into a health-based plan, right? Where you are rewarded for being younger and healthier because you're a lower risk to a health insurance company. And as your business endeavors grows and as you make your more money, your health insurance premium are not tied to your income. 
So this is a great option for freelancers is going the health-based route um, because as their you know, income grows, they're not, they don't feel like they're getting punished for making more money. I wanted to ask you because I know that a lot of times health insurance neglects mental health as a uh, point of coverage. Do you feel like there is a plan or a way to get better mental health coverage in your insurance plan? Or do you see that as a point that is often a higher copay or less coverage, etc.? Yeah, that's a great point. So mental health is such an important aspect, but it's sad to know and see that not all, like it does not come as standard coverage for a lot of plans. Um, and moreover, with having a mental health diagnosis on your records actually puts you in a different risk category than someone without it. Um, so, so and, and it is just what it is, age. I just try to like be very upfront. Like it's sad, but this is the situation. So something I try to advise my clients is sometimes it's more, prudent or beneficial for you to either not use insurance for mental health care if you can help it like if it's just behavioral therapy or counseling if it's not like a serious mental illness you know that you need a psychiatric consultation for um, and just use 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 cash pay sometimes those rates are cheaper than going through insurance Um, and more and more nowadays I'm seeing a lot of like um I don't want to use the word supplemental, but just like extra, extra things that you can kind of tack on to your existing policy if it doesn't have fantastic coverage, where you can really get your your needs met with the use of like really cool technology, like, you know, like apps and services and subscriptions, which I think is really helping to kind of um, fill that gap and meet the need for the mental health care. Yeah. I want to talk about your experience as a new mom in this area. Do you think that your experience in the healthcare system has changed since you had a baby and have had to take care of a new life. Um, What was your experience like going through the actual process of having to have um, a baby in the healthcare system and then, you know, watch him grow up throughout the past year or so? Great question. And I think being, um, you know, being in health insurance, it helped me like prepare financially for the baby. Like, you know, as soon as I got pregnant, I was like, well, what, what is my health insurance? How is this going to cover it? What are my out-of-pockets going to be? So having that year of pretty much planning financially um, and going through what my health insurance is going to cover was very helpful. And it's something that I would not have understood if I wasn't in health insurance, honestly. Like I would have been slapped with a big bill and I would be like, oh my gosh, what is this? Why do I have to pay this much to have a baby? Um, and and so that's one aspect of it, being financially prepared and ex- managing expectations. And the other aspect was feeling very unfair that before my kid was even like a month old, he had his own set of bills. And I'm like, but he's a baby. Like, why does he have his own deductible? And that's something me and my husband are so like frustrated about. It's like, well, he's my son. And can we wait a little before he gets his own set of bills? You know, like before we even bring him home, we're seeing bills in the mail with his name on it. Um, So that felt a little unfair. And again, unjust in the system that this is something that that could be improved, like waiting a few years before a newborn gets their own deductible instead of bills and max out of pockets. Do you have any tips for women who are not as experienced in navigating healthcare to 
figure out the best way to go about having a child and navigating that system? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I can give a few tips for for mamas out there who are planning to have a baby. And if you're not currently on an amazing health insurance plan, here are some options. The best health insurance plan to have a baby on is a major medical policy. Um, and you can call that Obamacare or healthcare marketplace, whatever you want to say. If it's a major medical policy, they are bound to cover maternity. So that's your all your well mama visits all the way up until labor and delivery. So that's going to be the best. And depending on the time of the year you get pregnant, if you're in open enrollment or outside of open enrollment, determines whether or not you can pick up one of these policies. So that's best option number two. What if what if you are, you know, didn't get an opportunity to plan so well. Some other alternatives are go to the local hospital or whatever's near you that you want to um, deliver in, that you want to have all your care in and ask them, do you guys have like a self-pay self package? Sometimes people that are uninsured or self-insured, you can pick up a, a package that could be anywhere between three to $5,000 that'll cover all of your well mama visits up until the delivery, which I think is a great option that not a lot of people know about. What do you think is the best way to go about educating yourself on your health insurance plan or about health insurance? Um, another great question, and I want to like make people a little aware, like if they, let's say you're listening to this podcast and you're like, well, now I want to learn more. What are my options? And you start Googling. I want to let you know there's nowhere where you're really just going to find a price. You're going to have to kind of be connected with an agent or a professional um, and just be, be wary about submitting your information online. You can get harassed with a whole lot of people kind of trying to contact you, trying to sell you a plan. So a good uh, resource I like to share is called healthsherpa.com, which is a really user-friendly version of Obamacare. There you can plug in how old you are, how much money you make, just to get a gauge of how much a health insurance plan for you would be. But if you find on healthsherpa.com that you're not qualifying for any subsidies, this is an indication where maybe a private market plan would be better for you, in which case I recommend speaking to a licensed agent or an advisor like myself to kind of draw out, hey, what? Let, let's lay my options out. What's, what's my options here? Yeah, I love it. Before you go, can you tell us where we can find you if we want to learn more? Yeah, so I, I try to make myself super available on socials, but my website is drnorhealth.com. That's D-R-N-O-O-R-H-E-A-L-T-H.com. There you can find a lot of common questions that you might have after listening to this um, and a link to all of my socials and I encourage everyone to connect with me, shoot me a message. Uh, I post a lot of like educational and inf informational stuff Um on, on my social. So just reach out to me. Thank you for listening to the B podcast with your host, Sage Lally. If you liked today's episode, be sure to leave us a review. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Your story has the power to help others. If you step out in boldness and have the bravery to tell it, there are people here who will listen. You just have to speak. That's all for now. See you next time. Bye.